this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Church plants. And release them to start meeting on Sundays in Burton. And uh, so we're going to be praying for them this morning. So if you're part of the Burton Church plant, we're going to be praying for you and uh, laying hands on you and sending you this morning. We're going to do that in a little while. And um, so it's quite quite a significant Sunday as as we do that. Now, this is not the complete fulfillment of a dream. Not quite yet, anyway. But it is a significant milestone in the journey. It's a significant milestone in the journey. And uh, Tim, I reckon you've got about 20, 25 minutes, mate, okay? Just to let you know, thereabouts. So, and um, we will look at a map of the, uh, of the area around Derby. And um, we would say things like, oh, we should plant a church in Burton. Be great, to, you know, to do something there, and that was on our heart for for a long time. But really, it went no further than being on our heart and uh, and wanting to see that one day. And then there was a particular occasion where God spoke to Matt and Louise about moving to Burton and pioneering something there out of Jubilee, and He spoke very clearly to them. So Matt and Lou have been part of Jubilee since the very earliest days, way back in the midst of time when we were young and had hair. It's a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, they moved up from Orpington uh, with me here to, to Derby. I'd stopped off at Bedford and left it on the way because God knew I couldn't make that transition in one hit. So I had to get you know, acclimatised to the northern air. <laughs> so I got to Bedford for a year, then to Leicester for a year, and then, and then eventually to here. They were part of the initial Jubilee commune. I should probably explain that, shouldn't I? <laughs> so no, I should explain that. So for a little while, um, four of us shared a house together uh, while various properties were being purchased, and um, they, were, they, were, they were part of that. And now they're on the move again, this time a few miles south, to be leading what we're doing in Burton. And so they've been in Burton now for a little while and uh, moved there. Even that process wasn't straightforward, was it? That was quite a complicated and, uh, and drawn-out uh, process because, let's, to be honest, most church plants, there are challenges. Church planting is not easy. Starting a new church is not straightforward. There is opposition to it. It's not always an easy process. So even getting to Burton had its fair share of challenges and frustrations along the way, not least in moving house. But now, having met in Burton as a small group uh, for a while and multiplying that, others joining, having had some prayer meetings there, other gathering events, we now feel that it's the right time to begin something on a Sunday in Burton on Trent. So to be very, very clear, this is very much part of us. Okay, so this is not them and us. This is us and us. Okay, there's not them down there and us here. It's us and us together doing something new in Burton. So the church plant, Burton Family Church, will be overseen by our eldership team, governed legally by our trustees. And one day we may spin it out into being its own, own entity, and legal entity. But for now, the priority is to begin meeting in Burton, to begin reaching out, continue reaching out to attract some new people and to start serving the town. That's the, that's the priorities right now. So today we send. Today we pray. And there is much to celebrate and rejoice about. So we can be happy about it and excited about it. We go, oh, hallelujah. We can go on Pentecostal. Is that right? 
So lots to rejoice about, lots to celebrate, lots to get very excited about and thank God for. But listen, there is also some pain in this as well. And we would do well to recognise it and not pretend it doesn't exist. Because whilst there is lots to celebrate and rejoice and thank God for, there is also some pain. There are some people we won't see as regularly. Your friendship circle may look a little different on a weekly basis. We will miss people's contribution and presence and their gift here in Derby. Burton, guys, if you haven't realised already, it will be hard work. That I can guarantee. Church planting is hard work. But listen, it is worth the pain. It is worth the challenge. And it's worth it because we are seeking to reach more people for Christ. Amen? It's worth it because we're reaching out and stretching into a new location, looking to reach new people for Jesus. Not that that isn't happening in Burton already. There are some great churches there, and Matt and John and others have been engaging with them, and that's great to see. We're joining with what's going on there and want to play our part in reaching that community for Christ. So we're not saying we've got all the answers. Please don't hear that. But we are saying that God's spoken to us about being part of what he's doing in that town. And that's what we want to do. And that's why it's worth it. It's about us being caught up on mission together. So a little while ago, Matt preached from Mark chapter 1 about Jesus going to the next town. You may recall the sermon. So I want to draw some lessons from Mark 1 as well this morning. Folk will speak to me uh, for that, particularly for those of you who are being sent this morning, okay? So we're going to look at this together. I feel God's spoken to me about some things, uh, and then we're going to pray and send, okay? So if you've got a Bible with you, then please turn to Mark chapter 1. Verse 35. So Mark 1, 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone's looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are at work in our midst and thank you for today and, uh, and sending and releasing and launching in terms of public meetings at our church plant in Burton, Burton Family Church. And we pray now as we just reflect on these verses together that you would speak to us, that would come alive to us uh, and we would hear your voice afresh. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I've got five things that I felt God speak to me from this passage. And as I say, particularly this is for you guys who are being sent this morning, but it is also for us who are remaining here. So don't switch off or fall asleep in the comfy chairs. Okay, because I think it's for all of us as well. So number one is this. Stay close to the Father. Stay close to the Father. So listen, for those of you who are going this morning, number one, stay close to the Father. Verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Might I suggest, dear friends, that if Jesus needed to spend time with his Father, how much more do we? Stay close to the Father. 
So in the busyness and pressure of a new church plant, amidst everything going on, stay close to the Father. Prioritise your time with Jesus. You see, even in the midst of crowds wanting to see Jesus and receive ministry from him, be healed by him, and hear the good news of the gospel, Jesus prioritised time with his Father. Very early in the morning, gets up, goes off to a solitary place, gets alone with God. What's your solitary place? What's your time with him? What does it look like for you? Is it early in the morning? Is it out for a run? Is it off for a walk in a favourite location? Is it a quiet room when the kids have gone off to school? Is it before you get out of bed? (laughs) What is it for you? What is your solitary place? So there will always be pressure and busyness. But above everything else, stay close to the Father. Stay close to Jesus. Friends, this is for me as much as it is for you. In the midst of everything, stay close to him. This is what we were saying last week. Learn to recognise the whisper of heaven. Learn to hear his voice. How do you do that? It's spending time, isn't it? Spending time with him, listening, obeying, learning to be obedient. Stay close to the Father. Number two, keep relationship. Keep relationship. Now, I will be honest with you, this is slightly tenuous from the text. But it is biblical. So I'm allowing myself to get away with it. Some of you can lynch me afterwards. It is there. It's, it's there, clearer in some other passages. But I did feel it was important in what I wanted to say to you guys this morning. So we've got Simon and his companions go out to look for him. They're in relationship together. They're not isolated. They're not on their own. They're a group, aren't they? They're a team. God has joined their hearts together. They're joined to Jesus' heart, clearly. But it's not even not that Simon goes off and looks for Jesus on his own. It's Simon and his companions were told. There's a relational element to what they're doing together. So what I want to say is this. Keep relationship. Work at friendship. Love one another. Keep relationship. If you want a clearer scriptural command, then you could go to John 13. It says this. John 13, verse 34, 35. A new command I give you, says Jesus. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's pretty clear, isn't it? So as you go, as you start something new, as it goes public now, keep relationship and love one another. And I suspect, this is not prophetic, this is just how it is. I suspect this will be tested in the coming months. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm just saying you're taking new ground. You are planting a new church. You are invading enemy territory. He will not like it. This will be a test for you. So often, strategy of the enemy One of his primary methods is to cause stress in relationships and friendships, to sow sow disunity and gossip, to get in there and try and divide and separate and cause chaos. And he hasn't got any new tricks, so he'll use the old ones. So listen, keep relationship, love one another. Watch out for things like this. Don't allow things like that to take root. Keep short accounts with people. Keep relationships strong. 
be together. Love one another. Keep relationship. Prioritize it. Prioritize relationship and friendship. Keep it strong. Keep loving one another. <clears throat> Amen? But listen, don't let it get exclusive. Keep loving one another, but don't let it get exclusive. Point number three, keep on reaching out. Keep on reaching out. So verse 38. So Simon says to him, everyone's looking for you. Like, come on back, you know. Jesus replied, let's go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Now, it's this verse that Matt honed in on brilliantly when he preached on this passage not so long ago. See, things were going well for Jesus. It was going good. There was lots of interest. People were responding to the gospel. There were people getting healed and set free and saved. And wonderful things were happening. God was at work. And you might have gone, whoa, we could like it here. We could get comfortable here. It's going well here. You know, why go anywhere else? Jesus could have just enjoyed the success. But he didn't. He knew he had to go to the next place, the next town. He knew he had to go to other villages also. That is why I have come, he said. He was clear about it. So, Burton friends, you've got to keep on reaching out. Love one another, but don't let it become exclusive. Keep on reaching out. You know, you'll only grow if you reach out, actually. You need to grow. We need to grow. You know, when new people come into something smaller, they can think, oh, it seems like everyone knows each other here. Is there a place for me as well? The answer to that question has to be yes. Okay? It cannot be, ooh, not sure. It has to be yes. Yes, people know each other. Yes, people love each other. But is there a place for me as well? Yes, absolutely. So keep on reaching out. Have arms wide open, as it were. Keep on reaching out, seeking to love and to serve and to gather new folk in. Don't settle. Be so easy to get comfortable. You know, I've seen too many groups over the years, be it small groups like, you know, like life groups, cell groups, house groups, whatever you call them, and even some church plants over the years, just get comfortable. And just get to a stage where it's sort of okay now. There are enough people knocking around to fill a rotor, not to kill everybody in the process. You sort of know everybody, there's really good relationships and love for one another. And at that point, it's easy to get comfortable and think, oh, we've made it now. It's okay. We could just continue like this. But listen, I want to say this to you. Don't settle. Don't get comfortable. Keep on reaching out. Keep on seeking to reach new people for Christ. Keep on looking at new communities to, to serve and to love and to bless and to bring the gospel to. Keep loving one another, but keep on reaching out. Have arms wide open, seeking to embrace and love new people that God sends you. Love people who are far from Christ. Love people who have never responded to the gospel before. Love people who it's brand new to them. Reach out to those who have got disconnected from church for whatever reason. Love and serve those who are new to the town, who are new to the area, be they know Christ or not. As they come into a new place, love, serve, bless. Keep reaching out in any and every way. Keep looking out. Keep reaching out. 
seeking to advance, take new ground, love new people, to grow and be a blessing to Burton and indeed the villages and towns around. It's what God has for you. Don't settle, don't get comfortable. Keep asking God for growth. Not for growth's sake, but in order that you might reach more people for Jesus. Amen? So stay close to the Father. Keep relationship. Keep on reaching out. Number four, have compassion. This is verse 41, to go back to the text. I haven't forgotten it completely. Verse 41, filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus was moved by compassion. You see that time and time again in the Gospels, don't you? If you read through the Gospels, you find that Jesus was moved by compassion. I want to urge you today, have compassion. Have compassion. Care for the lonely, the broken, the marginalised, the vulnerable. Have compassion. Because you're carriers of hope. Dear friends, you're carriers of hope, gospel hope. So allow God to move your heart and to have compassion. In Galatians 2, Paul recalls going to Jerusalem to meet the other apostles and to share with them the gospel that he had been preaching, that God had given him. It says this in Galatians 2, verse 10. Paul says, All they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I had been eager to do all along. Remember the poor. Deep in our history of our wider New Frontiers family, way back in 1998, that's before some of you were born, probably. (laughs) So way back when, before the millennium, There was life, and we lived it. So way back in 1998, Simon Pettit, who at the time led New Frontiers in South Africa, he preached a landmark sermon at the Brighton Leaders Conference. Anybody there? Some of you would have been there, perhaps? Don't tell me I'm the only one that was there. A few of my one or two of you might have been there, okay. So Simon preached a landmark message. Remember the poor was his great thundering main point. And listen, it changed the very face of New Frontiers, particularly in the UK. In South Africa, they were facing all sorts of things at the time and it was right in their face, really. But as he came to the UK, and yes, it was an international conference, but mostly it would have been folk from Western Europe, primarily even the UK. His great thundering message was, remember the poor. Remember the poor. So my charge to you in Burton is this, remember the poor. Remember the poor. And that may be materially or financially poor. It may be relationally poor. Poor, it can mean a number of things. But as you read through the Gospels, you read through Scripture, God's heart is for the poor, the vulnerable, the marginalised, those who are disaffected from society, who are on the, the outskirts, if you like, on the outside even, who don't have what maybe most people would have. God's heart is for them. And his heart is for them here in Derby, and it is in Burton. So my charge to you in Burton, and indeed to us as well, is to remember the poor. And to think about what that might mean for you, and how you do that, and what that looks like. Keep remembering the poor. And then finally, step out in Holy Spirit power. Step out in Holy Spirit power. Verse 41. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand, touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. 
Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. There was Holy Spirit power at work. Listen, you could show love to people. You could have compassion. You could remember the poor. But you could miss demonstrating the gospel in power. This generation needs to see both the love and the power of the gospel. Step out in Holy Spirit power. Jesus had compassion. His heart was moved. He showed love. And then there was power. Holy Spirit power to heal. That's what happened to this guy. He's healed. So Jesus had compassion and performed a miracle. So ask God for miracles. Expect God to break out in power. Pray great prayers of faith and expectation. Don't just bring a gospel of word only. Don't just be a good social action provider, but pray for power and ask God for power. Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. As the Holy Spirit comes in power, it's for a purpose. It's to reach people for Jesus. It's not with word only. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 2. He says, My message and my preaching are not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Don't miss the power. We've been learning about these things recently, haven't we? We've been learning that gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for Sundays. Who knew? Gifts of the Holy Spirit, not just for meetings. Who realised? Our vision for Jubilee is to be a vibrant community shaped by the Spirit, equipped by the Word, and sent to the nations. And my prayer is that it would describe us in Burton as much as it describes us in Derby. That's the call on us, together, call on all of us, to build a vibrant and loving community that is shaped by the Spirit, that's equipped by the Word of God and is sent to the nations. You might think that reaching nations is the last thing on your mind right now when you've got a community around you to reach in Winsill and Burton. But it shouldn't be. Because you're part of an apostolic mission to reach the nations. That was the Apostle Paul's mandate, and it's yours as well. To reach the nations for Christ. So ask God for your connections. Plug into what God is doing uh, around, maybe with Cambodia. God's still speaking to us about that. Doors are opening. Make it your thing in Burton as much as it is our thing here. Us and us, together. Have a vision for what God is doing in the nations. Don't be so focused on what God's doing in front of you that you miss the bigger picture. Keep the bigger picture before you. The nations for Christ. And finally, as we finish, remember, this is us and us. I don't know who's going to get Tim and the youth, but whoever it is, if they can head off and retrieve them, please. Thank you, Paul. Remember, this is us and us. So for me, I'm largely going to be based in Derby. I'm, large, I'm here most weeks. But I'll be in Burton once a month to start with to bring support and encouragement, I hope. They bring a guitar sometimes as well, you never know. <laughs> so I'm largely here, but we'll be there sometimes as well. Others of us will be travelling over to Burton to help and to support, to encourage. For John, he's going to largely be in Burton on a Sunday, uh, but sometimes back here in Derby. So there'll be some movement up and down the A38. We'll sort of wave to each other, aren't we, in the car. And I've said previously, uh, just to be clear, John's going to remain an elder here in Jubilee and continue on our church staff for the time being. 
These are exciting times, but they're challenging times as well, both in Burton and here in Derby. And my prayer is that all of us, regardless of what location we happen to be meeting in, my prayer is that all of us step up and help move things forward here in Derby and in Burton. So all of us are involved. All of us have a part to play. My question is this. Do you know what your part to play is? And are you playing it? Do you know what your part to play is? And are you playing it? Whether you're part of Burton or part of Derby, what's your part to play? Every one of us has a part to play. You have a gift, a contribution to make. We need you to make it here and in Burton. We need you to play your part. In both locations, there will be some gaps. There are some holes to be filled. There's some things to pray into and ask God to add people to us. But listen, we're not going to wait until all the gaps are filled before we reach out before we stretch out to the next place. Why? Because we'd be waiting forever. We'd never do anything. So we need to stretch out, reach out, go for it, and in the going, ask God, Lord, would you fill these gaps? Would you add to us? Would you resource what we need here? Would you provide what is required in order that your church might be built, your kingdom might be advanced, and people reach the gospel? And we need that in Burton, and we need that in Derby. So be asking God, what would he have you to do? What's your part to play? What's your contribution to bring? What's your gift? What's your passion? What is it that you bring to the mix that you can do, that God has uniquely designed you for? So whether you're here in Derby or whether you'll be from next week meeting in Burton, what's your part to play? Get stuck in. Give it everything you've got with all your heart. Be part of what God is doing. Be part of what he's doing in the nations and here in Derby and in Burton. Today is an exciting day. There are some challenges ahead. But we have got an almighty heavenly father, a great God who loves to answer prayers of faith. As we step out and say, God, would you provide? As we trust him and make the step, he provides, doesn't he? He adds, he gives. That has been our story in Jubilee from day one. Not without its challenges. Not without problems sometimes. But always with the faithfulness and the provision of God. That has been our story here. It will be your story in Burton. But it needs all of us to play our part. So let's pray. And in a moment, uh, we're going to invite to come up <clears throat> everyone who is, is part of the Burton Church Plants. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that your kingdom is an advancing kingdom. We thank you that you are wor at work amongst us. We thank you for the pioneering heart and spirit of Matt and Lou and others who have joined. And we say, God, in these moments, we want to pray and send and bless and pray that you would be at work in the coming days in order that you might be glorified, that your name might be exalted, your church might be built, your kingdom further established in Derby, in Burton, and in the nations. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so if you are part of the Burton Church Plant, can you come and stand along here, please? Now, just to be clear, there are some people that are, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'm there, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. There are others of us here in Derby who are going to be going in and out and serving and being, being part of, uh, and others are going to support and be part of it for a while. So, Brad and Mercy, for example, will be helping with youth initially and uh, getting some things going there. So I think they're going to come as well. 
So if you are just coming back in, welcome back. Good to have you here. Um, if you are part of the Burton Church plant, come and stand in a huddle, please, not a line. I want a huddle. Be ye huddled. <laughs> Is it better? It might be better on stage. You might have mm. I want to get people around to pray. All right, come up on the stage. Come up here then. Now we've got some space. You can tell I've thought this through well, can't you? This is well planned, this bit. Well rehearsed. Okay, I'm going to swap mics, James. Where are you? Are you there? Um, Can I have that other mic, please? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Who said short people at the front? Shocking. I'm not going to make any judgment on that. No comment was made by me, just to be clear. So can we give these guys a round of applause? It's good, isn't it? Okay, so what I'd like you to do is take a step forward so that you're this side of the stage and not that side. And this is going to be a bit chaotic, okay? But, hey, we've had chaos already this morning, so might as well finish it how we started. Can we stand together, please? Right, now that we've seen who this group are, I'd like the rest of us to come and gather around and pray. So you need to move, okay? So if you're visiting us this morning, you're welcome to sit where you are or come and be part of this. I don't mind either way. You can come and pray and bless. If you'd like to do that, that's really cool. If you're regularly part of Jubilee, please come and pray and bless. Let's get around these guys. You, wanna, you need to get on stage, okay? So you need to get up there, push your way in, find someone to pray for. Find your way through, push in. And the way we're going to do this is I'm going to pray and um, then I might grab one or two of you to pray. If you feel you've got something to bring, stick your hand up so I can see you. Okay? Are we recording this? We are recording. That's fantastic. So uh, if there's some prophetic words to bring, okay, I see your hand. I see your hand. Three hands. Um, we've, um, we'll, we'll pray for you and bring some stuff as well. Okay, so can we start by lifting our voices together and praying out a prayer of blessing now on these guys as they go. So we're praying to send, we're praying to bless. Let's lift our voices together loudly. So we can, let's, let's pray and bless and thank God for what he's doing here. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity now to send and to release this church plant in Burton. And now, God, we pray for the strong establishments of Burton Family Church. Father, we thank you for the heart and vision. God, we thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for every person standing here saying, I'm in, count me in, I'm only part of this. And Father, we pray today for great blessing. We pray today for great fruitfulness. We pray today for great gospel advance and for your kingdom to take ground in Burton. And so God, we pray and send today and say, be sent in the strong name of Jesus. Go with his power and his authority. Go to set the captives free. Go to bring hope. Go to bring the gospel. Go to bring great kingdom advance and all that God wants to do. And Father, we pray now for great blessing, please, in Jesus' name. God, let your anointing rest now. Father, on every person standing here, we pray now for fresh anointing. For a new season, let there be new anointing. 
New season equals new anointing. New season equals new power. So let your power come afresh in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Right, stick your hand up so I can see you, Paul. written down um i was out, out for a walk this week and i've always had um for you guys that you're starting off with such a strong base um just you know the guys that have stood up on this stage and the giftings that are amongst you and the things that you're already starting off with i just feel you're starting off from a real strong place and um, so i was asking god what could i bring for you guys this this sunday and he, he reminded me of that and, and i said well you know, I'm sure I've prayed that before. I've been speaking to people about that. So what else do you want me to give? And God started speaking to me about um, underpinning. Um, so underpinning is when um, a solid foundation laid below ground level to support or strengthen a building. And if you underpin something, you support a building or other structure from below by laying a solid foundation below ground level or by substituting stronger for weaker materials. So sometimes when a house... Um, has um, started to subside or whatever, they'll underpin it to bring it back up and support it. And um, I feel that there's some existing foundations in Burton with some people. And from what I know, this is not prophetic, but from what I know, I think people have been involved in stuff before that's maybe not gone how they wanted it to go, how, how they'd like it to go. But I feel that God wants to say that's not been wasted and that the, the experience that's gone before is a foundation and he's coming in now to underpin it and strengthen it. Um, so yeah, he wants to really use your past experience in Burton, those, those that have been in Burton for a long time, he wants to use that and build on it as a foundation. Um, also, f for people that are stood up here, they're going to have to step out in new ways um, to fill the gaps that are needed in the church. You know, church planting is hard and, and there's gaps where you haven't got a full team to do this or a full team to do that. So you're going to have to step out into new areas. And I just feel that underpinning there, the, the um, replacing weaker materials with stronger materials that God's going to do that as you step out and you think well I'm going to do this because there's a need in the church but I'm really it's not my strong point I'm weak in it that God's going to say no he's going to give you strength for that um, season that you're in and to just step out and do that and um, as, I, as I was walking and, and just praying with God and asking for more he um, also said that these foundations that he's laying are going to be reinforced by steel they're going to, there's, there's, there's a steely determination that runs through the guys that are involved in this church plant to make it a success. And for guys that have been involved in this stuff before, then maybe there's that steely determination to, to not let things happen that have happened in the past where things have just broken down for whatever reason. Um, so the, there's, there's steel in these foundations. Um, there's a determination to see God impact the people of Burton. Um, and, and also God was speaking to me about the foundations are much bigger than, than what you need right now. You maybe look at them and say, God, why are you putting these foundations in? We're, we're just a small family church. And, and why are you putting in such big foundations? But God is putting in foundations in you guys for the future. Um, he's always got an eye on the future with you. And that um, he's going to build um, quickly. And, and he wants to put the foundations in place for that growth. He doesn't want to just put the foundations in place for where you're at now. He wants to to put the foundations in for the future. And I was just reminded, I always remember somebody telling me that Pride Park and the stadium Pride Park was built to be built upon. So if you see Pride Park, it's got big steel sticking out the top of the, top of the stands. And that's there so that they can quite easily um, extend, extend that stadium and build upwards. Um, and the, God just saying that he's, he's building you to be built upon. Amen. So he's building you now but he's already thinking about the next phase. He's already thinking about the growth that's going to happen. He's already thinking about what he needs to put in place to grow that. And, and just to kind of reinforce that, I like to, to look things up. People that know me will know that because um, I like to make sure I'm correcting what I'm saying. So I looked on Wikipedia for Pride Park and, um, and the first few passages tell you about the, the building of it and how it was built. Um, so about the stand, about the, sta about the stands, um, they were built with the possibility of the corners being filled in later and the ground's capacity being increased if and when necessary by raising the horseshoe roof. So, so that is in place. The, the capacity, your capacity can be increased when necessary because God's put the, the stuff in place. 
Um, and just, yeah, just as I carried on reading it about the concrete foundations in Pride Park, there's over a thousand uh, precast concrete piles that went into it, 6,500 tons of concrete and more than 2,100 tons of steelwork. Um, so, yeah, just God's saying, just, you know, reinforcing that about the foundations, they're still going to be so strong and, and with the steel running through them. So, yeah. Yeah, I've just been reminded of the verse in Isaiah, and it says, um, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here, here am I, send me. And I just felt that as you <coughs> surrender to God, as you say, Yep, God, I'm here, I'm willing to go, I'm willing to step out, and God is just going to bless you so much. <laughs> and he's going to bless you beyond all your dreams and imagination. And yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. You are going to have tough days. But God's saying, actually, I just want your heart. And your heart is that you're just surrendering to God and you're saying, yeah, here am I. Send me. And as you go from here, um, God is going to bless you. So I'm just going to pray a real blessing over you guys. Um, Father, I thank you for the Burton guys, Lord, that are prepared to say, here am I, send me. I thank you for their obedience. I thank you for their willingness to step out in the unknown, Lord God. And Father, I just really pray now for um, a, a real blessing over them. Father, I pray that you would bless this church plant, Lord God. I pray that you would increase them in numbers, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you would increase their heart's passion for you. I pray that Burton Church, Family Church, would be known for their passion for you and for their love for you, God. I pray that your presence would go before them and with them. Lord God, I pray that you'd make this a strong church, Lord Jesus, that they would have an, an impact on the community, Lord God, that they would see things they could only dream of, Lord God. I pray they'd see people saved and added, Lord, that they would see people being healed, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for each one of them right now, God, would you come and fill them again. Lord God, would you come and pour your spirit over them right now, Lord God. I pray that every heart here that is going to burn would just be full of you again this morning. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would just send them out and, Lord, that you would bless them, Lord God, so much. We just pray this over them in Jesus' name. Amen. God's given you expansive plans. I saw a picture this morning of a, a large map, and as you, uh, a bit like on Google Maps, as you zoom in, you get different levels of detail, increasing detail. God has given, uh, has a plan for you, and um, he wants you to seek him for his plans. That human wisdom is a great thing and can often be um, a helpful thing to move us forward, but actually God wants us to seek uh, him for his plans for Burton, that actually great things will happen when we do that. Um, I felt from Isaiah 49 verse 6, the reminder that it's too small a thing to simply bring back those who've already been chosen, to bring those back into the church that maybe have fallen away or have spent time outside of his kingdom, um, but that you are to be a light to those that have never known God. You're to be a light to families that have never heard of his grace. Um, that he will make you a promise to those around in the town around you. That he'll restore things that have been lost. He'll fulfill old promises that have been forgotten. That things both in people's lives but also in churches that have been and gone. That God wants to restore promises. That you have to take hold of those things and run with them again. And that's not just for you, but for the church in Burton as a whole. That you're to help them to grab hold of promises that they've had in the past. And to help them to run with them afresh. Um, and I felt also for both of us that the word synergy. Synergy is the interaction or cooperation of two organizations or more. That produce a co combined effect that are greater than the sum of their separate parts. That, that the things that God does in you and the promises that God gives to you, he's also going to give to us here in Derby. And that we should both together work 
for that working together, for that togetherness, that actually the God will command a blessing over us. So the Bible promises that, that as we work together, as we dwell together in unity, God commands a blessing. And for, uh, for now, that might seem like obvious things because you're small and we're slightly bigger. Um, there are obvious structural things that are helpful at the moment. But in the future, it might seem more complicated for us to do that. And actually, God wants us to remember that we're to work together, that we're greater together than we can be apart, that that we are stronger together than we could ever be in separate places. And sometimes it will feel like that's a hindrance, but God wants it to be a blessing and to to hold on to those things in the future when it might seem easier to do things differently, to work work separately. But actually God wants us to be uni- in unity, to, to, to strive after that and to, to seek him for that. I just feel God saying to all of you that God will be with you as much as he is with everyone else in this church as well. And it doesn't matter how far you go across the country or separated. Okay, we're now going to be running out of time. I've got more hands grabbing grabbing for the mic than I think time may allow because I'm conscious of the kids' work. So we might have had time for a couple more. But if you don't get an opportunity to pray or bring what you've got now, please can you write it down and send it to Matt and Lou. If you're not sure how to do that, just send it to the office and we can forward it, okay? Because I know that lots of you have got stuff to bring. I don't think just when I honour the kids' work that we'll, you know, we can go for another half an hour because I might get shot. I feel the Lord just really wants to bless you for all you've done so far. Whoa. You'll be that short, okay? <laughs> Tim is now the new model of a short word. Amazing. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be uh, that short. Um, but, guys, I just really feel from the Lord. Um, I got this picture of a, a mustard seed, and it's small. And I felt God saying that you're that mustard seed, but don't look at yourself as small, but that he's going to expand you. And that mustard seed is going to grow. It's already growing. It's going to grow even more. And I feel God saying that uh, be fruitful. I want to pray that over you right now. And I say in the name of Jesus, go and be fruitful in the land. And I saw a picture of a, a massive harvest a massive harvest, and that harvest came out of that one small mustard seed. And so I say in the name of Jesus, be fruitful in the land. And this is a, uh, some scripture I've got for you. Um, I just want to share this with you. It says this, and this is really important. So listen up, guys. Um, this is for Burnt Church. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord And he will give you the desires of your heart. And he will do this. Okay? I'll give you those scriptures where they're from. That's for you. And as you do that, I believe you will be fruitful. And you will expand and you will grow and you will develop. And I've got a number of uh, shorter words. I just want to say this particular word to uh, Matt and Lou. Matt and Lou, I've got a picture. um, Paul's been talking about foundations. I had you guys standing on a rock. And I felt God say to you that you are standing on him and that your foundation is firm. Your personal foundation is firm and you will remain firm and you will remain strong because you stand on him. And that he's your shield and your faith will see you through the storms and the rain because you are firm. And I got a word for Matty, I'll speak to you later, and also for uh, Chris. Okay, kids' workers are good for five minutes, so we're just going to keep going for five minutes and then we need to go and release them, okay? Um, Can we just pray for the children and young people and babies that are going? Could you put your hand up? Because I think we've sort of lost sight of where everyone is. If you can see one, can you put your hands on them, please? Or come forward or gather around them if, if you can. I have been a child in a church plant, and as wonderful as it is, it is really tough as well. So I just want to pray for you guys right now. 
God, we thank you for these children. They might not have said in their own hearts, God, here I am, and their parents may have made that decision, but God, they're being faithful in this, and that is wonderful. God, bless the babies, the children, and the young people of Burton. God, they might have to grow in you spiritually quicker than they might have, Lord God. We ask for you to do that. They might have to step into areas of ministry earlier, Lord, than they might have. God, we pray for your blessing upon them. Holy Spirit, anoint them, God. Father, we ask that they will, they are part of this, Lord God. They're not an additional part, Lord. They are part of the foundation, as Paul was saying earlier. You guys, you are part of this. Babies that are growing up in it, you are part of this church. God, use them. Help them to be fruitful for your kingdom, to show in God. Guys, trust in him in the great times, in the really difficult times when you're remembering friends and sometimes there might only be you there representing the youth that week. Bless you guys. God bless you. Trust in him and grow in him. Amen. This week I was reading about Isaac living in the land of the Philistines and God blessed him. And you are going to be living in the land of the Philistines as we all do. And God is going to bless you. But one of the things that Isaac did was to unblock wells that the Philistines had blocked up uh, when Ab after Abraham had dug them in his generation. Now, there are wells that have been dug in previous generations in Burton, and there are some wells that need to be unblocked, and the Lord is going to use you to do that. Okay, let's, let's, let's wrap this up then. Oh. Um, I just wanted to read this, except I've lost it now. Um, where is it? Sorry. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. And in the message it says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. And I just really believe that God's saying that whatever your vision is, think big. Think bigger. Enlarge it. Don't, don't settle for what you see as God's going to do in Burton. Because actually, he's got much bigger dreams, much bigger intentions for you. So spread those tent pegs wide and stretch out those ropes. Father, we thank you for all that you've spoken this morning. And God, we now bless and, uh, and send our friends and say, God, for this, uh, this new season now, would your hand be upon them, please? As this is us in Burton and us here, God, would your hand be upon all of us as we seek to be obedient to you. Lord, help us to be obedient to you in whatever location we're in, whatever season of life we're in. God, we want to be obedient to you and to your, your plans for us. And so we pray now as we send that your, uh, that your mighty hand would go with them, Lord. Your presence would go with them. Uh, and Lord, you would do great things for your glory and your kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said... Amen. 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 Just wanted to um, have this opportunity just to say thank you to you, Jubilee guys. Sorry, just get emotional. Um, but I just want to thank you for your love and your friendship. And uh, I know that's going to continue, but actually it's been a real journey over the last, it's been, gosh, I think about 17, 18, 18 years. Um, and it's flown by, but actually so much has happened in that time, and uh, I just want to thank you, Graham and Sarah, I just want to honour you guys for all that you've done, and uh, for all of us, actually, you know, it's been fun, and it's been hard work, and it's been challenging, but actually we wouldn't be who we are today without the journey that we've been on as part of Jubilee, and uh, I just wanted to encourage folks who are here today, I just kind of felt folks might be looking into Jubilee and you're kind of looking at what Jubilee looks like. And I just felt actually God wanted to just say 
come and be a part of it, but don't don't change yourself to be a part of what Jubilee looks like. Actually, Jubilee is who they are because they're themselves. Everyone's an individual, everyone's unique, and they bring their own gifting to, to be who they are. So just want to encourage you to come be yourself and be, be a part of the family that Jubilee is. Thanks, Lou. Bless you. Well, so, be sent. Amen. Well, we need to wrap it there. If you've got children in the Frog Club, please could you go quickly and get them and please thank their leaders. Uh, please don't rush off. Tea and coffee and refreshments are served in the box, so please hang around for those. Uh, God bless you. We will see some of you here next week and some of you in, Dob- in, uh, in Burton next week. So God bless you. Have a great week.